today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We've had a series of uh, mob-related um, murders in the Hamilton area over the last number of weeks, and uh, a lot of folks are wondering just what's going on and why is it happening around here. Well, uh, according to our next guest, it's because Canada is the best place in the world for organized criminals. Uh, his name is Antonio Nicasso. You know the name, of course. Uh, he has written over 30 books about organized crime. He is a lecturer at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Uh, his book, uh, Business or Blood, The Mafia Boss, Victor, Victor, Vito Rizzuto's Last War, was actually co-written between Antonio and Peter Edwards, who's also been a guest on the show many times. Uh, always a, a pleasure to welcome Antonio Caso, award-winning journalist, uh, back to the Bill Keller Show. Antonio, thank you so much for the time. Great to talk with you again today. Hey, good morning, Bill. It's a pleasure. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, I know you made some comments about uh, the, the the big picture, what's going on in Canada right now, and I want, then we'll kind of specify what's going on in the Hamilton area. And also, uh, some other interesting comments I know you made about how the organized crime is actually benefiting from COVID-19, but let's let's talk about the national picture, too, because uh, you've, you've mentioned this to us before, that Canada seems to be a haven for organized crime, even so more so than some other countries. Why is that? Uh Probably because uh, uh, we have uh, a lenient, uh, lenient legislation in the fight against uh, organized crime. Uh, the fight uh, against uh, organized crime was never uh, a priority in the political agenda. Uh, I, when I came to Canada, uh, I, I realized that Canada is a, a, a criminal microcosm because every major criminal organization in the world has a, a branch in, in our country. And, and that's probably because it's easy to lend money, to invest money, to conduct business, or to uh, elaborate a new strategy. For example, in Quebec, uh, the late boss, Vito Rizzuto, uh, was uh, the uh, creator of uh, a consortium, a strategic alliance between uh, different uh, criminal organizations, the idea of, of uh, combining experience and expertise. Uh, and that was one of the first experience of this kind in the world. So Canada is a kind of a laboratory for organized guy where they can uh, um, in some way uh, combine different kind of experience and, and, and put together uh, groups uh, with a different background to working on same issue like uh, avoid violence or maximize the profit. I know you've written extensively about this, but for our listeners, I just wanted to maybe backtrack a little bit, Antonio. Uh, a lot of people look at organized crime here and figure in Canada, that is, and say, well, this is really just an offshoot of what's going on in the States, the, the, the five traditional families, etc. cetera, uh, and, and the, these are branch offices. But uh, uh, our, uh, the history of, in this country goes back quite a long way, doesn't it? Yes, of course. Um, I think the, one of the first form of organized crime was the pirate. Uh, they they had a kind of a connection to the mainstream, to the establishment, 
uh, privateers used to use uh, the letter of the mark, a kind of a license to commit crime. But also we had uh, several criminal organizations at the, at the beginning of the last century. Uh, we went through the prohibition. The prohibition was a kind of a springboard uh, to many criminal organizations uh, that uh, used to deal with their own community. And then they had an opportunity to build a network. And, 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 and I think uh, uh, everything uh, changed after uh, Carmine Galante, the uh, underboss of the Bonanno family, moved to uh, um, Montreal, and they established a kind of a branch of the Bonanno crime family in Quebec, similar to the branch created by the Magadino family from Buffalo in Hamilton and the southern Ontario. And, and I think that was a moment when uh, Southern Ontario, Quebec, were very influential, well-connected to uh, the uh, U.S. La Cosa Nostra. Everything changed when Vito Rizzuto, uh, uh, in, in the 90s, decided to cut the link uh, with the Americans in order to manage his own uh, business. Uh, and, 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 and in his uh, strategy of expansion, he included some uh, bosses from Hamilton, uh, in particular the Musitano family. They, they joined forces with Rizzuto in this idea to create a, a Canadian, La Cosa Nostra, independent from the American one. Because I know that uh, traditionally, as you've written about in previous books, uh, the Hamilton connection seemed to be through Buffalo, uh, with the, as you say, the Megadito family, uh, as, as opposed to going towards Quebec. Uh, it was, and, and Johnny Papildi, I guess, had an association, of course, uh, with, with the Megadino family uh, and the Lupino family. But again, that was all tied up the, with the, the Buffalo interests in here. When, why the Musitano switched to, to Quebec? Is it just because they, they were looking for strength against the other groups? Probably uh, they were very ambitious. Uh, when Rizzuto uh, cut the link with uh, the Bonanno after the killing of the Gerlando Shasha, uh, uh, Rizzuto man in the United States, uh, Vito Rizzuto had this idea to uh, create a, an independent Cosa Nostra in, in Canada. And, and practically they started to looking at other provinces uh, to expand their operation uh, in, in Ontario and in other provinces of Canada. So they were looking for allies, and they, they, they found the uh, Musitano. They start a business together with them in, in, the, in the funeral industry, uh, funeral home uh, business. And, and, and practically, that decision from the Musitano to uh, join force with uh, with uh, Rizzuto changed the scenario in the in the southern Ontario because the Musitano they were well connected to the Lupino the the Papa, the Papalia uh, 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 the, the Violi all the uh, traditional family with a, a kind of uh, uh, similar background they were all uh, um, from uh, from Calabria their origin was in Calabria 
So the idea of joining the uh, force with the Rizzuto uh, was perceived as a, a betrayal because uh, Rizzuto must mind the killing of uh, Paul Violi. Uh, and Violi, of course, was the number two in Quebec with the Vic Cotroni, but also was well connected in Hamilton. He married the daughter of uh, Giacomo uh, Lupino. And so uh, I think the idea of the joint force uh, with the Rizzuto uh, in some way made them to feel empowered. And, 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 and in some way, that decision was perceived as a betrayal from the old family in, in, in Hamilton. And so they were very powerful, well-connected and protected until Rizzuto was alive. When Rizzuto passed away, the Musitano found themselves on the defensive side of this uh, um, power struggle that uh, started in Quebec, but uh, had, uh, of course, uh, an, 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 an appendix into uh, the, uh, the Ontario. I, I got to ask you because there's been a number of, of different theories that have been put forth, Antonio, about what's happened here in the Hamilton area and, and Niagara, I guess, for that matter, over the last little while. Uh, the Musitano brothers, of course, both been killed. Uh, the other uh, killings that have taken place, we are told, uh, are tied to the Musitano family, uh, even Clone Carmen. Uh, but is this retaliation for what happened with Johnny Papelli and Carmen Borello years ago, or is just this the, the natural power play that goes on with the organized crime? Uh, of course, uh, it's a guessing game. Uh, mobster, uh, mobsters do not uh, issue press release. But uh, what uh, we can uh, uh, guessing is that uh, uh, everything starts uh, with uh, the uh, decision of the Musitano uh, uh, to support the uh, strategy of Rizzuto, uh, the expansion strategy of Rizzuto into Ontario. And, 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 and I believe that uh, that uh, decision made the, the uh, Musitano uh, in some way responsible of uh, the murder of uh, uh, John Papalia, Carmen Barillar. And of course, they upset people like the Violi, uh, the, the Lupino, that uh, were arch enemies of the uh, Rizzuto. And, and I think everything starts with with that decision of of the of the Musitano, and that's why at one point after the the death of Rizzuto, they they started to to to, to face the retaliation, most likely of their old friend uh, turning into uh, enemies. It's it's fascinating, and we seem to have this fascination about organized crime. I, I guess obviously because of of art imitating life, the Godfather movies, uh, Tony Soprano, and on and on it goes. Uh, and and you know we we it's just something we just can't seem to take our eyes off of, and we're always intrigued by what's going on and why it's going on. Uh, the other element to this, too, of course, is is how organized crime will look for opportunities. Uh, we've had a pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, how has that affected organized crime, and how are they impacting what's going on? Yeah, but historically, uh, organized crime, uh, uh, at least in Italy, uh, they always had the ability to transform a crisis into opportunities. Uh, we 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 uh, 
witnesses something similar uh, during the 2008 uh, financial crisis. Um, uh, practically, they were able to invest uh, into the legal economy uh, the money that they made uh, uh, through drug uh, trafficking worldwide. So many banks accept money during the 2008 uh, uh, financial crisis. Some of them uh, were targets of investigation, but at the end, they avoid any criminal investigation and they end up just to pay a fine, a fraction of the profit. And I think that it's the main issue, with the exception of a case in Iceland. Uh, we never had bankers, people in the legal economy pay for the consequence of those connections or strategic alliances with the criminals. What we experience worldwide is a strategy put together by criminals with the professional of any kind to invest the drug money into the legal economy. And the legal economy is not resistant to that perspective. So practically welcome the money from narcotics. And that's what makes criminals very powerful and strong. The idea that they can rely on a network of trust. They don't have the skill to invest money in the stock market. They need professionals. They need lawyers. They need charter accountants. They need brokers. And that's what the, the mafia is all about, the ability to build connection outside of, the, of their uh, inner circle, the idea to connect the upper world and the underworld. And, and that's what makes them uh, very uh, effective, uh, powerful, uh, the idea that they are able to invest uh, easily the money that they made through many illegal activities. Antonio, we've heard stories, obviously, about mafia and the grand. But we know about the onset of of, of a Russian organized crime uh, business right now. Uh, we know bikers, of course, have been heavily involved in this for the longest time uh, with drug trafficking and things of this nature. Do they respect each other's turf? Because uh, we we tend to hear about the fighting within uh, the, the mafia families, but uh, are the other families watching on the sideline? Are they actively participating? Is there turf war going on there too? You're absolutely right, Bill. Uh, in the history, uh, we experience uh, power struggle within the same organization. For example, in the case of Quebec, uh, everything starts with a conflict between two groups within the same crime family, the Ritsuto crime family. Uh, uh, but we never experience a war between, for example, the Vori V. Draconia, the Russian mafia versus mm-hmm. the Ndrangheta, or the Ndrangheta versus the mafia, or the mafia versus the triads of the Yakuza. What we experienced in the past there was a, a kind of a collaboration. Uh, uh, for example, in Canada, at one point with the Rizzuto, there was a three layers of involvement. The mafia was involved in the importation of narcotics. Outlaw motorcycle gangs were involved in the, uh, at the level of distribution of narcotics, and street gangs 
they were involved at the level of uh, selling uh, narcotics on the on the street. So uh, everyone has a piece of pie, uh, a portion of the profits, and that makes them uh, uh, really in a position to cooperate rather than. Uh, warring and practically uh, entering a conflict. And, and that's what they are doing. That's why they are one step ahead uh, from a law enforcement perspective. At the, time, at the level of law enforcement perspective, there is a very difficult uh, issue with the cooperation, especially around the world. Uh, instead, what we see in, in the time the era of globalization and new technology, criminal organizations are working together, and, and that's the difference. Always fascinating, Antonio, to, to get your perspective on this. Uh, I encourage our listeners to just Google the name. There's a long list of about 30 books about organized crime. Uh, you are internationally renowned, of course, as a, an expert on the topic. Uh, as always, thank you so much for the time again, Antonio. I hope we can talk again soon. Bill, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Take care. Antonio Nicasso, of course, award-winning journalist, uh, of course, with his expertise in organized crime, and certainly a lot of questions uh, in the southern Ontario and southwestern Ontario regions about what's been going on here in the last little while. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.